podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just 2 bucks on the one 2 3 menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes... And deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. (sighs) Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. For Chelsea fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews, and the best Chelsea videos and podcasts. Download the free CFC Blues app now from the App Store and Google Play. They could break here, Chelsea. This could be the moment. Frank Lampard for Chelsea. It's Carvalho to his right. Lampard for the title. Lampard, it's 2-0. It's Chelsea's championship. And 50 years of waiting have come to an end. Lampard comes out to Essien. Good evening, welcome, Chessie Hour, Touchline Frackers, another weekly edition. Uh, it's me, myself, Yassine James, joined this week by Dan Sock. What's going on, Dan? What's going on, bro? And Jermaine. Yes, Jermaine. Long, I feel like we haven't been on a pod since ever, if ever, maybe once. And whose fault is that? Yeah, it's my fault. One hundred percent. I've been in. The, I've been on the treatment table. R- <laughs> RLC, bro. RLC for real. Inshallah, it's all good, and I won't have any little lower back pains or nothing. <laughs> like Ruben, do the yoga, everything, everything. Um, but yeah, so us three tonight, lot to discuss, lot to digest, and the only overwhelming feeling I've got 
with Chelsea at the moment is that it all felt so good a week ago. I was like, I was even coming round to, you know what, maybe I've been harsh on Lampard. But, you know, it was purely the winter break. Yes. No I, bad performances oh. and the ZX signing. And I just oh, okay. felt good. You I know, just felt good. I'm I was not going to lie. You know what? Yes. This I, is the turning corner. Yeah. I can't. And I was like, winter break, we'll get some people back. All the Ruben training videos. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? This is the this is the darkest okay. before the dawn. Yeah. But we've had more people injured in the break. We've come into the game at home against United in the key area which is going to decide the season before Spurs and Munich. And it seems like it's crisis all over again. So am I am I overestimating this or is it as bad as I now feel? Do you know why it's bad? Because I can't even remember the good times. When you said it was good a week ago, I was like, when? What, what was the good feeling? No, 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 you know what? That was fully on me. It was just like, you know what? This feels all right. Mm. People are going to come back. Ruben's nearly back. Mm. Win a break. ZX a great signing. Yeah. And now I'm just like, oh, no, wait. We're shit. Yeah, 100%. And when it comes down to it, I did on that account. I looked at our form. I had to look because I was just thinking, rah. I remember there was a run where we had like seven wins on the trot. But since then, it just seems like whenever we win, the next game we lose. And um, right. oh, Yeah, I know you put that form up. Right? Yeah. And I can't remember the users who, who replied with it. But a couple of people put a couple of graphics up engaging with the account. And... Yeah. I know the LLWWD, LL, I know that just paints a story of inconsistency, but yeah. this is a perfect place to start because I think this is bigger than, we will get into United, but this is bigger than just the United game. This exactly. is like a a problem, like a real ingrained long-term problem. So when we were 12 games in, we're third, mm. 26 points, we're nine clear of Sheffield United, Mm. We're nine clear of Arsenal. Mm. We're ten clear of United. Right. Spurs, we're twelve clear of. Right. Fast forward fourteen games. We're one clear of Spurs. Jeez. We're two clear of Sheffield United. We're three clear of United. And even Arsenal will get what, seven points clear of Arsenal. Wow. Like, They're the all season local. They've had having replaced the manager and everything. And then when you look at the form table for the last 15 games, we're 13th in the Premier 13th. League behind Newcastle, Jeez. Watford, Burnley and Southampton. Meanwhile, direct rivals Spurs are third, direct rivals United are fifth, mm. Everton creeping up behind a sixth and Wolves, Sheffield United floating and are still in the top 10. So we are... Right. In a mess. Where's, now, I've got a question on this. Okay, I do have a question okay, just to okay, start this conversation, okay. right? Because that doesn't need more contextualising. That's a mess. Yeah. That's, that's relegation slipping into that form, right? Yeah. But when this happened last year, and I don't want to draw a false equivalence, I don't want it to always be Lampard v. Sari and free the training and youth versus circuits and experience. I don't want to do that all the time. Mm. But when the form went bad under Sari, the narrative was, he's been worked out, there's no recovering, this needs to change, it's it, it's done. Yeah. Now, the, the form under Lampard seems this negative for this prolonged a period of time, what is the explanation for it? Jermaine? Wait, uh, man, I don't, I don't think... 
I think people thought that we were definitely better than what we was, like in terms of when we when we were on that seven game run, for example, like when we were winning all them games. But if you remember like when we was even winning them games, we weren't winning them games convincingly. Like I think the only one I felt proper comfortable about when we won um quite well was probably the the Crystal Palace game and I think the Burnley game when we conceded like late on. But apart from those games, I think all the other games when we won, they were still quite close. Like even that Norwich game when Tammy first scored his goals and that, we could have easily drawn that game or lost that game. Like I just feel like I don't know, I don't think Lampard has all the answers like people like like maybe some of the fans think in terms of tactically his selections have been shady from the get-go to be honest with you like even from the beginning Mm. like some of the stuff that he was doing with his team selections in terms of when he would like from the beginning we were saying obviously as soon as James got fit we we allowed it for a little bit because we knew he couldn't come into the team straight away because of his injury but I just feel like as soon as um as soon as he felt that the, the the players were fit enough to play, he was playing them too soon. He'd done mm. it with Emerson early on as well. Like he, I just feel like he doesn't really... He, he's chopping and changing in too many areas and it's way too frequent as well. Yeah. well, well you, you've, you've alluded to two things there, right? You, you've talked about rushing players back. Now, that's something I do want to talk about a bit of length without being a physio or a physician or anything. I do want to touch on that because it is. it seems a very extreme and unique problem but we're going to shelve that for a sec you said tactically there was issues right and that winning game that winning streak that you alluded to that was a favourable run of fixtures it was Burnley it was Newcastle it was Southampton it was, it was Lille where we we snuck it but it was Brighton they were it all was. tight as well it was so what, what what is it tactically that you have seen over the course of the season because now I'm feeling like a couple weeks ago we did like a little mid-season review I feel like now yeah. is probably the the best time to actually revisit that. What is it that is not working for you tactically most of all? Quickly, before you go into that, Jermaine. Um, yeah, go ahead, Dan. When we were winning those games, and it was a favourable stretch, it was a favourable run, we were playing. Don't forget, Tammy was scoring and everyone was saying, yeah, he's scoring against teams that have just come up recently from the Championship. So it was a favourable run in terms of the teams we were facing. But the good thing about it is we were beating those teams. And, and like Mourinho came out and saying, I'm worried for them against the big teams. I feel like what's worrying me now is that there's no game that I can walk into where I'm comfortable that we're going to win. Yeah. Well, I mean, this goes back to the tactic question to Jermaine. So we'll just yeah. we'll flesh it out a bit yeah. and ask it again. Everyone, and myself, I'm guilty of it. We kind of think, all right, we struggle against deep blocks. But you kind of mentioned there, Dan, well, Liverpool weren't in a deep block. We lost Liverpool. Wolves uh, weren't in a deep block. They gave mm. us a real game. Um, yes, Man United are in a deep block, but we didn't beat Arsenal. Yeah. We came up to play a little bit. We haven't beat City. In fact, we looked really good against City, but then as soon as they got a bit expansive, we struggled. So it's not just it's breaking down teams. the deep blocks. It's yeah. playing any team with a bit of quality, it feels like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think, I think that ties in as well. Like, it's it's both tactically and personnel wise because I think I, I I don't know what Lampard is asking some of these like whether it be the midfielders or we know what he's asking the right backs and the left backs to do well in particular James we know what we what he's asking James to do but I don't really know what he can ask people like Kovacic and Jorginho to do in terms of breaking down a team centrally because 
even if we ask them to try and break them down centrally and play through goals through the middle or try and find the runs, they're they're naturally not even them kind of players anyway. So I feel like it's not only tactically, it's it's, it's personnel wise. Like Aspilicueta on the left hand side, he's just he just gives us nothing going down the left. Do you know what I mean? And then it's and then you've got people like Willian who they get the ball and they just slow up every single bit of play that we have. Even even when play looks positive, Willian man. man manages to make it look he just manages to dead it off straight away Mention players operating in like in central areas there and I know this is something I'm sure Dan's going to come in in yeah, yeah. creative players we, we struggle yeah of course Jorginho and Kovacic oh wow I, I was checking my shoulder to see where Joe was but I can actually speak about Jorginho about <laughs> him for a but Jorginho and Kovacic look they serve a purpose they're never going to be the one to receive it on the half turn and in, in, in amongst four players and, and slip someone in, in the final third. We don't really have that play, those players. Is that part of the reason you think Lampard yeah. has been so wedded to putting Mount up there? Because we saw on uh, Monday night that he does have the qualities to make stuff happen and add a bit yeah. of initiative in those spaces, although coming from deep. Yeah. Is that part of the reason why it's been Mount or bust for the whole season, do you think? Looking personnel-wise, who else can do that job? Yes. I think I think sorry. Oh, oh, I thought he asked the question to me. But uh Jermaine, you, you can say your bit and then I'll come in. So, yeah, sorry, I just wanted to add to like what I was saying previously about the tactics. So yeah, like per- personally, I think that is why he's probably been forcing Mount. I don't think he I don't think he does trust Barkley as much as people might think in terms of um like his all round game. I think he he does have something there in terms of create um creativity wise. Like Barkley selection was massively impacted by the Dubai thing as well. We know yeah. this stick yeah. professionalism yeah. stuff. Wherever he was, exactly. maybe it weren't Dubai, but wherever he was on the piss, it, it didn't help. <laughs> exactly. Mm. So then I think he's 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 been left with obviously his his favourable option and his probably his most reliable option in terms of Mount uh, in like I'm talking about in terms of like Lampard's view. He probably thinks that's my most reliable option. I know he's got quality, so I'm going to stick with him. I'm going to go with him there, and, and he'll probably be able to provide either goals or creativity. But the problem has been that Mount hasn't been doing that mm. as much as he probably. I don't want to say should have been, like should be doing because we mustn't forget like it is his first season in the Premier League, so it's going to be a challenge for him. But I just think if you're going to play in that position, we've all agreed that. He does need to get more goals, and especially like in terms of how frequent he's been playing. And then it just comes back to like just being one-dimensional in terms of recently it's been, you know, kind of like Reese James or bust. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then obviously we, we had that little link up with Hudson and James that looked good, but again, like I, Dan will touch on you know the other things as well in terms of creativity. But mm. yeah, man, it's just, so, it's just so, not looked great so, to so, be honest. We've, so, we've lacked ideas. So like, for me, tactically. Um, if I'm going to actually try to paint the best picture of what Lampard's trying to achieve, I think he definitely wants to win the ball high. Now, it's not just Mount. Like, when Mount executes in the number 10 or in the left central midfield position, he's mad high. But then I can say the same thing for Kante. And I think it was the game before, was it against, I can't remember who it was, but we went to a double pivot and Kante played deeper. It might have been Evan, I can't remember off the top of my head. But um, Kante had a great game doing what we expect from Kante in terms of winning the ball back rather than like kind of being on the right wing, pressing high. But it does seem like it is an actual instruction from Lampard to tell these midfielders to press high, to win the ball back high, to harry high. Now, the thing is with, um, we know that Lampard doesn't like 
the pass pass of Asari. Pass, pass, pass. But here's the thing. When we had the Kante, uh, Kovacic and Jorginho midfield, I didn't mind it so much under Sari because I knew Sari's actual game plan was to keep the ball. And if you recycle the ball amongst them three, you can get to the wide players in Hazard, you can get to the wide players in Willian. And just the fact we dominate with the ball so much, that means that chances are going to be created because they're going to get the ball so much. Now, the thing is with Lampard, we have possession players in terms of Jorginho and Kovacic, but he's telling these players, don't hold the ball on for long. Quickly, like Jorginho, the amount of long balls he does over the top where like there's not, not even anything on. Because so, I think Lampard like preaches urgency. So I feel like we don't hold the ball as much, which is cool. But in terms of what that does in terms of creation, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like It just seems simply get the ball out wide and cross it in. And I've said that before. Um, yeah. Well, listen, I, I know the, and I know me to disagree with this. I don't want to obviously yeah. talk too much about men who aren't here and stuff. But the, the crossing didn't seem as apparent. On uh, on Monday, right? And I thought, well, you can't really do it against a, uh, against back five as much. Mm. I looked at the numbers. Willian alone crossed the ball more than Brandon Williams, Aaron Wan-Bissaka, Daniel James, and Bruno Fernandez combined. Mm. That's a that's to me just strikes of either a bad plan or more likely it feels like with each passing game, players who maybe haven't got a strict plan or are just poor decision makers and are in positions where they feel there's no real option I think with with the United game you talked about um, urgency I think that was a really good point and, and it feels like we've got the the energy and the passion and the intention without maybe the the patterns plan. in place the plan yeah but with the United game I was stood there and I was just thinking to myself I could have probably written the script of how that game would go yeah. without going down to the Matthew Harding law, right? It's so we would have had most of the ball. We would have played with urgency. Yeah. We would have had a few half chances. Yeah. They would have camped with the five, the yeah. same way I think Solskjaer has every time against us. Exactly. In the job. And then they would have hit us on the counter with two quick players up or, top. If or I set pieces. To the, the Mourinho United against uh, Conte. Yeah. Rasked up top in between the back three. Now, if I'm Lampard, what I don't understand is why, I don't know if it's it's an ideological thing, I don't know if it was an attempt to get the crowd on side, I don't know if it's trying to build an identity, but am I being overly simplistic, but is it a bit naive to just assume you're going to break down a five and a three with the creation problem you had? Yeah. Why, just, why not invite them out? Why not give them a bit of the ball? Why not play it around the back a little bit slower with players like Rhys James who can find things from deep. With players like Rudiger who will get on to is, is by no means a player but can play a, a long pass every now and again. With players like Jorginho who I know can overhit them but was accurate with most of his long passing on Monday night. Mm. With, play, with players like Batshuayi who, listen, the less said the better about his performance Monday. I'm not going to get too much into it but he's much better as a He's not, a, he's not a target man. No, he's no. not straight. So he has space to run into. He's probably more effective. I just didn't understand the onus to go and take the game to them when their plan was obviously to wait for that exact plan. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like we have any other version of playing. It seems like we're going to mm. go. We're going to play our game. We're going to play with a bit of intensity. We're going to pop it out wide. Mm. We're going to 
have Jorginho and Kovacic play loads of quick, purposeful passes, which I don't really get anywhere. And then we're going to get suckered on the counter. And it feels like the same performance with no alteration to the plan. And and what's mad... Again, and, and again. And what what's mad is Lampard is selling himself as this guy that's dynamic and that can change <laughs> formation and change tactics. But what you're saying is right. And because... When you, There's a few changes, but the principles don't seem to at all. Exactly. And, and I think that um, if you look at our home form, which is particularly bad, which doesn't really make sense in terms of you think Lampard's coming back, obviously Chelsea legend, Chelsea fans are going to be behind him. If anything, like Stamford Bridge should be a fortress. But because I think he panders to the crowd so much, yeah, we've got to get the crowd on their feet and urgency, urgency and win tackles, like rather than the actual game plan. Yeah. Like, that is hurting us. It's hurting us. Like, and do you think he? Do you think he feels like a, almost an onus to? There was the fuck sorry ball stuff. It was a bit too slow for the Chelsea yeah, fans. 100%. Do you feel like his one of his main missions this year was to get them back up and have this urgency and have yeah. this style be associated with him more than results? Yeah, exactly. And I think that's backfired. Like it's back. Like <laughs> the fact that we're we're better away from home can yeah. show you how much it's backfired because. The thing with that is as well, he's gone to the completely um, opposite end of the spectrum as well. Like <laughs> he's gone from what he's got. You, you've gone from oh we hate this and we hate this kind of football and all of that to like the other end of the spectrum where he's trying to do all this fast, fast passing, exciting. You know, get the crowd on their feet stuff. But like Dan said, you've gone in there with no plan, no thought process. Even when you're making changes, you're making changes. And you're like, everybody was like yesterday. Um, on- this episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Not not yesterday, on um, Monday, everybody was saying, talking about Mount and how well he played and how he looked so much better, better in that deep, in like picking a ball up from deep and yeah. getting involved in play and stuff like that. But the maddest thing was, I know for a fact Lampard only put him there because Kante got injured. Yeah. If Lampard had had the decision to play Mount from the, from the start or anything like that, he would have played Mount in the exact same position he plays him all the time. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. Lampard forced him to do things. He doesn't do them off his own back. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah, so a lot a lot of people are saying that Lampard is more reactive than proactive. Mm. Which we've like so we've seen Lampard make some proactive I don't know if it's proactive choices, but I guess the Arsenal substitution when he talked Jorginho on, I don't know if that's proactive, like or just he realised he made a mistake. You know what? I don't know if I agree with that. What? I don't know. I, I think he is proactive and I'm going to double back on myself a little bit yeah. in that I, I, I kind of added to this there's no plan I'm sure there's a plan there he's is paid for you, buddy. Yeah. he must I'm be sure. sat in a comp sure rather than yeah. <laughs> three kicks in his spare time right? but yeah. I'm sure there's a plan Same. and I think he is a proactive plan I think he's trying things right he's he's trying to flip between a flat three or a two and a one ahead and he's tried a back three and he tried the little diamond in pre-season and it's, he's it's tried Again, we'll back four, we'll talk about maybe too many diversions. I think it is proactive, but I think it's just naive. And I don't think it's... It I don't think it's... Again, I'm not trying to be rude in it. I don't think it's no plan. Yeah. But I think it's what he thinks a coach 
looks like. Yeah. What a novice coach looks like. Second season, I don't. He doesn't got his pro license. I don't know how recently he did his A. That sort of those courses they do develop your critical thinking. They do develop your uh, ability to just consider different situations. There was there was even rumours, if I'm honest, that I've heard personally that he wasn't too keen on doing the badges. But hey, hey, you know, mm. uh, that's hearsay. But I just feel like it's we're going to do this. It's going to work. Oh shit! It didn't work. Right, and he hasn't got the experience of cutting his teeth at a derby for three years, as opposed to jumping up one. Yeah. Even Terry, look, I'm not like saying that Terry's going to be an amazing manager, but the experience he's getting out of the spotlight with Dean Smith, 100, in, in a weekly tough environment where they're not expected to win, where they're having to find solutions all the time. Long term, I just I can't help but feel like that's a better experience 100%. for him than Lampard. Making your having to make your mistakes in the spotlight every week and try it and like oh yeah. we got to do this we got to do yeah. that because listen I said it on a pod before we talk about Mason Mount as a young player Mason Mount has more seasons as a player in the top division than Lampard has as a manager in the top division so yeah. we want to talk about youth and learning it's it's from the top, from well, with, the top. with Lampard though the thing is I think he has his style and he has his like philosophy yeah in terms of how he wants to play. But this is the thing. How? How does he have that after a year and a half? Well, that's what I'm saying. But in his head, he will have that though, no matter what. Like anybody says, mm. even though even though he doesn't have the experience, in his head he will have a style that he wants to play, yeah. and he will have philosophy in his head in it. And at the end of the day, he can have that, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he's always going to have a plan. Do you see what I'm saying? So like he's getting into games saying, "Yeah, we should play like this, and I want to play like this." But we've played Man United three times. Three times this season, and mm. every single time it's looked the same thing. Yeah, apart from maybe, apart from maybe, I, I may be given the benefit of that in a, in a, no, actually, I won't, I won't get the benefit of that in the first game of the season because, like, it's you've seen that game happen. Yeah, because, uh, do you know why I wouldn't give him the benefit of that? And I would usually because yeah. let's just think back to the pod the week before, yeah. Like, and I'm not even gassing us up, we get things wrong, we're fans. Mm. Listen, I'm not trying to pretend like we're oracles, yeah. <laughs> that game Wallahi Adim Blood We said exactly. Almost play by play How that game was going to go Based on pre-season Because it was the exact same performance mm. Exactly So again That's just that Assumption maybe that's, you know, I don't know I don't know But yeah it hasn't changed You're absolutely right It hasn't yeah. changed So Three games Three games You've seen it And it's not like Ollie like Come on man it's, This is what's frustrating about it It's like it's it's Oli, bro. Like, yeah, but but Oli Oli's done well against big teams. No, he has done well. But what I'm saying is, like three games against that manager, but we should not be getting out Fox all three times. There is no way, bro. Like we've I got, hear. we've actually got. Some will say we've got a better squad than Man United. We do. Well, I think like, we do. Player for player, do you see what I'm saying? So to to go into that game, like I did think, um, he got a bit unlucky with like as well that like, the players that were out for that game. Because I do feel like if maybe um, Tammy had played that game... or right, but, but No, let's... Do you know what? Let's get on to that. Let's is that it. luck? It, that's is what that I was luck? thinking. This is what I was thinking. I'm is glad you brought luck? it up. Just, uh, just revisit this, right? Yes. Okay. Thank you. It, Yas is on my level. Go. Because this is doing my yes, head in. I used yes. to laugh at Arsenal for years. 100%. I know what going to say. how systemic their injury issues <laughs> Right? And Same. now I'm looking at our squad, right? And I'm seeing... Oh, you mentioned it with Emerson. Over the course of the season, Emerson has come back from an injury, gone straight back out. 
Kante has come back from an injury, gone straight back up. Rudiger has come back from an injury, gone straight back up. Reese James has come back from an injury, gone straight back up. Pulisic has had a long time out now. I, I can't remember the injury there. I don't know if it's a what exactly injury that is. I'm going to hold my hands up, but I feel like it's a muscle injury. Hudson Odoi is out now after a winter break. Everyone's thinking, uh, apparently he's been playing on a bad hamstring for the last two to three weeks. Tammy, when he uh, went into the advertising board recently, apparently was having to play through that. Mason Mount, firstly, was overplayed in the first place at a young age. Then I think there was a, uh, I think he had a, if it wasn't an ankle issue, maybe a calf issue he was playing through. Yeah. Uh, um, we come back now. Kante's out again. Christensen, now I know he's out with a nose. And been sub for the nose, but I was I was I was I was keeping an eye on Christensen and he wasn't reacting he wasn't moving well throughout the game. After a few challenges he was he was struggling. He's known to have a hamstring injury as well, Christensen, isn't it? Like a continuous So like, hold on a minute. Is this luck or is this just poor yeah, he's not the only one because yeah, Rashford. Sure. Oli's facing the flat from United fans mm. for Rashford potentially missing the Euros now because they've yeah. been playing through stuff. Like Lampard brought in, I think it's Chris Jones. He's he brought in another sports science, sports science guy who he, he really swore by at Derby. Chelsea have historically had an incredible record with getting players back out fit, mm. keeping them fit. This can't be. I mean, maybe it is a coincidence, but for me, I just look at it and there's a few alarm bells for me. In terms of how quickly but, people go back out, how quickly people come back, 100. yeah. But, but so I don't know if it's. I was going to ask why? Why did Mount not start? Mount isn't carrying an injury, right? Mm. So my my whole thing is uh, maybe this is a different picture painted, but coming into after the winter break, we knew we was going to have a run of tough games, and I think that Lampard wanted to bring the old players back out. To kind of take the, because I feel like he kind of saw the writing on the wall, knowing that we're probably going to come out of this run with more losses than wins. And I feel like he wanted to kind of save the young players from this. Now, this is just. uh, They're they're tainted by the run. Right, exactly. And then bring out all of the the old players, the Batshuayi. Batshuayi hasn't started a game, but he decided to trust Batshuayi for this. William and Pedro are back in for it. Mount was on the bench. It, it, it just didn't make more well, sense. Well, the, the Batshuayi situation, like, without getting into a debate about quality, that yeah. goes back again to management that we've kind of mentioned. Yeah. Uh, you have, like, if we, again, if we go back to these August podcasts, I was expecting entirely Olivia Giroud to be the star in centre forward this season. Mm-hmm. To come off a World Cup with, he was fantastic in the Europa League for sorry. He's the experienced head that could, could help. Uh, bed him with a new manager cool Tammy starts Tammy does really well happy for him big up him but to ostracise a pro to the extent that he did which I think one of you man pointed out he didn't really love that when AVB did it but okay mm. to ostracise a Pedro a Giroud a Luis to the extent that he did yeah. that's one thing but if you make a call like that you have to get that perfectly exactly. right if you have a Giroud now expecting a transfer out in January and now the first game after January, it actually looks like he's going to be our best option for the next four to six weeks. That's not planned for. That's not management of a yeah. good but level. I, that's an accident. I'm sure that Lampard will say, that's not on me, that's on the board, who where I stressed, get people in. You didn't. Now, we know that Lampard has come yeah, out and said... But hold on, but prepare for that, no? I, I hear you, but 
when it yeah, because and don't forget there was a transfer ban too. So again, Lampard really should have been integrating. Like we 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 terrorized sorry for this for like marginalizing a part of a squad. If you're gonna have a squad, why are you having three strikers if you're not gonna use all of them? Like this is what I'm saying. So like yeah, Lampard needs to take flack, but at the same time. Yeah, Lampard has come out and said, I want fast, the way I play. So like you said, this kind of philosophy that a lot of people saying he doesn't have, now he's very strict in terms of my strikers have to be mobile and fast and that's the reason why Giroud's not playing. 100% for the press and everything, but it's like, bro, do not talk about step five shit when we just need someone competent to hold the ball up yeah. like, and, and, and give Sammy a rest. Yeah. It's like, bro. Yeah, and, and we saw like what Giroud could do when he came on. And like that one game, that... He, I don't think he misplaced it. I, I don't know, but every set he felt like it felt like it stuck. It went where it needed to go. He was unlucky with the goal to be chalked off. But we but got this Reece, is... blood clot James on the wing. You will <laughs> yeah. find most people in the box. You have an elite header of the ball in the squad, and at no point has it thought, you know what, yeah. this could work for the last fifteen minutes but of a game. This is, but this is the problem, I think, just with Chelsea fans in general, because obviously Drew came in for one game and he and he didn't play the best. And so like I think what happens is by default, like Lampard saying, I've got to rely on Tammy, I've got to rely on Mount. No, you created that situation, bro. The reason why you can only rely on them is because they're the only ones that have played. They're the only ones that have got time to build up form. So it's not like you have to rely on them. You've created that situation. We could have been we could have been using Giroud if you integrated him more. So so Lampard has to take um, slack for that. Now I've got to commend him in terms of the fact that he has brought the old people back out. Um, but at the same time, the fact that it's not kind of clicking straight away is because of what you did earlier in the season. So like I think earlier in the season, all he could see he like. Tammy obviously was scoring goals and Tammy was top up, top scorer and chasing the golden boot. So like he wanted to play Tammy every single minute because rather than having his eyes on the prize, which is the end of the season, where we know actually you probably should rest Tammy, that'll be good for him. It means that he's less injury prone and it also means that the other players in the squad can actually feel confident and be a bit more sharper. But no, he was chasing those, those kind of early goals. Oh, let's keep Tammy one of the top golden boot chasers. And now, now he thinks at the end of the season, now he's paying for it. Yeah. And to add to that as well, I think, going back to... Jermaine, Jermaine, devil's advocate, I want you to ask me something because Dan's just said some good stuff. But look, we've had Sarri, we've had Conte, we've had Mourinho. (laughs) On the flip side, everyone's been clamouring for something to this extreme. First pod of the season... Palumi bursts out laughing at Joe for suggesting top four was even a possibility. Now, obviously, the context changes. Are we being ungrateful for what we've asked for in terms of the forcing of Mount Hudson as soon as he's fit, James as soon as he's fit, Tammy no matter Mm. what? Or is this... What, is Lampard in a lose-lose if he, if he goes back to the old guard he's not doing what he sort of promised to do and was expected to do if he sticks with the youngers then we'll probably miss out on top four when 12-10 games ago we were in a perfect position with it no, so, being ungrateful no. or does it, did it need a bit more nuance in managing midway no I, I don't think we are being ungrateful I think the fact that um, I watched the, when, when, we watched, when we watched the Man United game sorry on Monday I was watching Pedro and I thought to myself like 
why haven't why hasn't Pedro played like this like a, like a few more times in the season? But then I clocked that he ain't even had minutes. Like he, he ain't even had a chance, really and truly. And Pedro looked quite good against Man United. Like he was one of the few players that was actually trying to do things apart different. The nice step overs into apart our own box. Yeah, apart right. from that mad. I don't know why he always has that. He has that one moment in the game all the time, and I don't know why he does it. But apart from that, he was trying to like there was a there was a moment there was um, a moment in the game where he like slipped through. I think he slipped through Aspie or Mount like down the left. It was a yeah, nice, like he, he was solid. He was okay. He brought, he, was some, he brought some emergency. He brought some good quality. Some nice touches. Yeah, he brought it like he, he was bringing his class back out that um, that night. But in terms of like managing the players and that and I think Dan said it before I think we've all said it before like in terms of if, if he'd have managed the minutes better maybe Giroud and, and Pedro if those players were a bit sharper and were like still had a little bit of confidence about them coming on the pitch then we they might have been able to produce for us in, in those those other games where we have lost 1-0 or you know we've drawn games 1-1 do you see what I'm saying like they could have got us a match winner but because Lampard hasn't even tried to use them and he's only you know, he's stuck to giving Mishy Batshuayi like 10 minutes in a game. And and Mishy, I feel like Mishy's one of the worst players to... to I don't think that, that that's him in it. I don't think he's come on for 10 minutes and get a goal. I think Mishy's a proper confidence player. I think if you, if you don't... If you don't make it, um, can I talk about Mishy quickly? That you, have, that you have confidence on him. Yeah, one sec, Dan. Yeah, go on. If you, don't, if you don't make it clear that you've got confidence in Mishy, then he's not going to... I don't think he's going to bang like that. Yeah. And he done Dortmund... Dortmund made it clear that they, they, they were loving him at the time when he was there. He was banging goals in. He felt like he was, you know, kind of like at home with that club and that. And he was doing his job. But yeah. at Chelsea, it's never been the case. So yeah. I'm not surprised that he, he, he has these little like dips and that sometimes when he comes on and he's, yeah. he's not on form. Because he, he ain't got the chance, bro. And it's, not, and it's not dips. I think it's very, it's incredible when people say that, oh, he should have scored more goals. Like when... He's coming on for yeah. five, ten minutes. And, and like, I, yeah, he, I think he can score goals from the bench, but I feel like at this point at Chelsea, because the crowd, obviously, they're done with him. And that's why I yeah. think I think everyone's right. He shouldn't play a game for Chelsea again, but that's more because of the crowd. And we'll talk a little bit about, more about the crowd because, again, like, when I hear Liverpool fans saying they, they've lost against Atletico Madrid, but when, it, when they come back to Anfield, they've got no chance because they know how they have that 12th man. Like, we don't have that, evidently, with our home form. But when it's coming to the point where early on in the games, you're groaning when shit is going wrong, that's not going to kind of fill your players with confidence. And, and mm. it's all good saying, yeah, back your own and back the young players. But listen, all of the 11 now out there play for Chelsea, right? So if, um, if I'm, I'm like, Tammy's got the most biggest, big chance misses in the Premier League, but they back him and, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that. So Tammy can miss chances, but... He's still got that confidence because the crowd has got his back. Now, look, if you're if you're not gonna have the back of your striker, then of course it's gonna it's gonna play on his mind. Now, with Mishy, like I think he went on a 13 game run without scoring, but all of those 13 games he came on with like five minutes to go. Of course he's not gonna fucking score. Like it's ridiculous. Now, like I said, whether it's Mishy or whether it's Giroud, both of them who have played like minimal minutes. Like, they're not going to, like... I know even Giroud with 90 minutes, he's not necessarily going to score, but he's going to do good stuff. So, like, again, it's on Lampard for use of strikers. But at the same time, I feel like we've seen it with Salah before because, obviously, Salah misses loads of big loads of chances. And I think I remember the crowd would get in a huff and a puff when he missed the chance. Like, he's getting chances, bro. And, like, even at Liverpool, he's missing chances. But I just feel like 
the, the Stamford Bridge crowd isn't a patient crowd at all. And that's why Lampard is, I think it's the theme, like urgency, we need urgency to kind of get the crowd on side. Like, yeah, I, th- I just feel like there needs to be a bit more patience, man, from 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 our crowd. I think going, going from one position where uh, Lampard potentially needs to open, open his options a little bit more and probably be forced into it now with Tammy being out, moving down the other end of the pitch, this is a point which is made privately between us by... Um, by Joe, um, Joe Tweeds, who's, who's not here tonight, but he counted just from his own sort of numbers and keeping tabs that there's been 17 back four combinations used by us this season. So on the one hand, it's Tammy, Mount, Tammy and Mount or bust. On the other hand, it's I ain't got a clue who my best back four is. Mm. Now, just a quick one with this is... is I looked at the, just from that chat with Joe, I, look, I looked up, um, if we use Liverpool, I know they're an extremity. But if you use Liverpool, Robertson, Trent, Van Dijk, one of Matip or Gomez. If you use Leicester, who, who have been really solid this year, you've got Pereira every game. You've got Soyuncu, pronunciation might be a bit shit there, every game. You've got Chilwell, majority of games, whether or not he's a baller or not, is is, is another thing. You've got Schmeichel every game. Every, it's consistency there. If you look at our defenders, Alonso's played eight times. Emerson's played 14 times. And then, as P, I can't find the left-back numbers, but let's say about 10. So straight away, that's chop change, chop change, chop change. Mm. You've got Zuma, who's been the closest thing to a mainstay with 18 starts. Cool. But then you've got Tomori played 14 times, Reese James 14 times, Christensen 13 times, Rudiger 11 times. Now, yes, injury, everything like that. But the Tomori dropping, no one fan, journalist of us seems to have a real reasoning why when he was playing very, very well. It seems to me that Christensen got back in the team directly after a window of a lot of speculation. It seems like Rudiger's maybe brought in more for a leadership quality. As Biliqueta, I reckon, could shit on the pitch and still not get dropped. Mm. <laughs> like, it seems like while he's so ruthless. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Flips are hard-headed with the striker situation or in midfield or, or somewhere else. He's desperate to keep everybody happy in the back four. And it goes without saying that that's where we're soft. Okay, and we play well in games. We look good in games. Yes, the finishing can improve, but we give up so many poor goals. Yes, Kepa's a part of that. Mm. Surely this rotation can't be something that continues indefinitely. Surely he has to settle on, statistically, the best two is Zuma Tomori. That's my personal preference, if I'm honest. But whatever two it is, surely he needs to knuckle down on a two or a four and just say, look, three, four months left, salvage the season. This is our... This is our defense, or is that this not is, much of a finish? This is this is what like I've said, I think a couple of times. But when Rudiger came back, then Lampard had the choice, and when he's got a choice, especially when it's a senior player coming back, 
I think similar to midfield when it was Kovacic and Jorginho, but then Kante came back. Like, I feel like he feels that he has to, like, just upset the cup because they're a senior player. But Lampard doesn't seem to be able to handle choices. And it's all this, I have to be dynamic, I have to be flexible. Um, and I think that there's a balance. Like, we complained about Sari for never changing, but it's, that's okay when you're winning. It's okay to um, to keep the same team when you're winning. When you're losing, that makes sense to kind of switch it about. Now, I think with Lampard, he seems very, very reactive. So not proactive, like I said before, but reactive. And I feel like, don't forget, our form has been up and down and up and down and up and down. And I feel like because we lose, Lampard thinks I've got to change something. Now, it could have just been... If he stuck with Zuma and Tomori and like, yeah, Zuma might have made a mistake and Tomori might have made a mistake. If you said, actually, let's work on that and let's, and, and let's get you better at it, we'll actually be building and towards the end of the season, they're a lot more solid. But I think Lampard's um, solution is it, too much to change. Everything it has to change rather than let's work on it. Do you get what I'm saying? I feel like uh, a lot that Lampard alludes to publicly is based on training performance, right? Yeah. which clearly stood him in great stead in his career and in in theory sounds like an amazing philosophy to have. But listen, I coach at a low level and I try and say the same thing. But when my worst player has a stormer in training, I realise that, that that philosophy isn't always airtight. And I feel like yeah. definitely with the back four, there's, there's, like you said, it's a balance. It's yes, you need everyone to feel that they have a chance and an opportunity, but... It's an old adage that there is certain positions that you need to build chemistry, you need to build relationships, you need those repetitions. And I just feel like me going into every week, I couldn't tell you who's starting against Spurs. Zuma, uh, Christensen is is fit and he's going to be masked up. Zuma is fit, Rudiger is fit, Tamori is fit, to my knowledge. I could not tell you what the central defence is going to look like against Spurs this weekend. Not a chance. The most annoying thing about it as well is that you look at um, some of the partnerships that we've had this year in terms of what's worked for us in different parts of the pitch. So if we go from that like, start from the beginning, we'll go with Jorginho and Kovacic, who, who was like the first showing of a partnership to begin with in terms of when we started playing really well, started winning games. You look at the, the understanding that they had. Then you look at the understanding that Zamori, um, <laughs> I was yeah. about to say Zamori, you know. Yeah, call him Zamori. That's the partnership, mate. <laughs> Zawori and like uh, Zuma and Tawori, sorry, the understanding that they had, and then that was another partnership. And then you look at the the one that we've kind of like not stumbled upon, but um, created again on the right hand side with James and Hudson. And you just think to yourself, like logically, if you are like a little bit of a novice as well, for me, keep them together. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to do a FIFA thing. I'm trying to get all the green lines. You understand? Yeah. Like I'm trying to get Zuma and Tawori there. I'm trying to get James and Hudson there. Mm. I'm trying to have Cover and Jorginho playing together because, mm. cool, all right, Kante has to lick bench, but Kante's been getting injured, bro. So mm. I think if there was any time to probably bench Kante, it probably would be now. And you'd probably have an excuse. Or at least some managed minutes and... Um, yeah. Yeah, do you get Oh, his reintroduction, yeah. Exactly. So, like, like play to your squad strengths as well, bro. You know- like, you're not looking, acknowledging... Who who's playing well with who? That's what's worrying. Yeah, the one so, the one part is forward it. now. We've we've got this. We're in the midst of this massive period. Kante's going to miss it uh, from from what the reports are. We've just lost United, which for me was a massively, if not a must win game, a 
almost as good as. And I'm going to be honest, there will be people listening to this podcast wondering why the fuck have they not mentioned VAR? If I'm honest, the problems are much deeper than VAR. Much deeper than right. So it is kind of because I'll be honest, as a spectator at the game, all I could think was VAR. The Maguire decision, yes, is frustrating. Um, the Willian booking should have been overturned. Um, the Fred push on us, cool. Box ticks, we've mentioned it, great. But the problems are much deeper, and I don't think those decisions going the other way necessarily win us the game because I didn't see enough creation in it. So there you go. Everyone wondering where VIR is, boom, we've talked about it. But we're in the midst of this period now. Lost to United, Spurs on, on the weekend, Spurs without Sun, without Kane. But with Mourinho, who can counter and will probably be licking his lips at, at the same sort of performance that was from Monday night. Bayern next week, midweek, who since replacing Kovac have really hit some form, shot back up the league, have some really interesting players that I think are just going to find a lot of joy against us, such as uh, this Polish fellow they've got up top, who's, who's not too bad at uh, uh, finishing half chances. Alfonso Davies is, is last few weeks when I've seen him. He, I think he could be a real, real problem um, just charging inside in terms of between him and James would be a great battle, but in terms of him coming inside on the underlap, finding spaces around Jorginho, around Kovacic, and, and inside whoever's that right centre back, whether it be Christensen. Um, they've looked really solid in midfield. Goretzka's picked up some form, and I think he could he could have a good little role. Like that's a game that concerns me. But before we even get to that. And that Champions League tie, Spurs on the weekend. What needs? To, this is a must-win now. United could have padded it a bit. You drop out of the top four in the current state with the momentum the way it's going, with the injuries piling up, with Lampard's body language the way it is, with the form that Spurs are now in, with the momentum the United have somehow, despite them being the worst team I've seen live all year. I don't think we get back into it. I don't know. I know it's early. I hear that. I don't think we get back into it without these two six pointers going. At least one of them are away. What needs to be done now for you guys in terms of selection, personnel, stick or twist, principles? How do we salvage this period? It's massive because, like you mentioned at the top of the pod, when you mentioned form tables and like we're at the bottom and everybody else around us are at the come up, we're sinking and they're kind of like rising. So this is this is a massive game. There's no there's no doubt about it. Um, I've seen that I saw I watched Spurs against Leipzig, and they were patient. <laughs> Leipzig were patient. They were recycling the ball. Um, so we know we're not going to do that. They kind of they pushed Spurs back because don't forget Spurs have injuries up front, so they don't really have much in terms of attacking or striking um, talent. So yeah, you could say actually, actually we just do what Leipzig did in terms of have a PMP back four, so that because they're going to have wingers up front essentially, so we just need to be able to contain them on the counter. But I think with Lampard, what he'll be tempted to do is we beat them with a three four three last time around so let's play a 3-4-3 again um that would be wrong because this is a different Spurs don't forget they're losing um and they don't have any strikers if we're playing three at the back uh, and and if we're playing three at the back and we're going to not keep them in their half then it's going to be a waste because you've got three people marking no one but also as 
also with William, I'm not sure we should play him because recent reports, William has come out and said, I'm staying in London, not I'm staying at Chelsea. Conspiracy, see, I, conspiracy theories drop up. I just see you on the, on the, <laughs> the TV earlier. That is a mad, that's a panorama Bruh. mad that you are talking. Bruv, he said he's staying in London, like, and his contract is running out. There's no guarantee of it coming, but he's, he's sure he's staying in London. And we know him and, Will, and Mourinho are boys. And, and he, both of them have said, I want to work with William again. William says, I want to work with Mourinho again. And obviously, he's in his last six months, which means he can talk to anyone. And, and last game, William slapped up Spurs. So I know that Mourinho called him after that. So my whole thing is, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I trust William to play. I don't, I don't know if I trust William to play. Maybe, I'm, maybe it's me being like too paranoid. But I just think that we should be proactive. We should have more shooters in the team. That means I think Barkley should play because he shoots a lot. I think Mount should play. I think Giroud should come in. Because um, it's at home, right? It's at Stamford Bridge. Yeah, I yeah. think he will come in as well. Yeah, he definitely just will. Hard is as well, just, like, going, just going back to your back, back three point, I, I, I know that, yeah, you're right. Just because it's worked once doesn't mean it will work again. And I fully get the rationale in terms of uh, what they love, Dele Alli and Maura floating and trying to get in behind. Maybe you don't need that many bodies back. Mm. Potentially, it would force a bit of patience for us in terms of having more bodies to build. Ampadu, in the middle of a three, seemed to get a lot of time to, to play some nice passes, got, got a lot of uh, uh, clout on Twitter for it in, in the midweek. I feel you, is there not a way where maybe we can play this three but have... Arise James is the right-handed player, so he can find the. Because against United, he was forced to just out of frustration to come inside and try and make things happen from from the middle. I honestly feel okay, personnel injury, whatever. I honestly feel like he'd be one of our best assets in the middle in terms of size, in terms of intention to attack, in terms of delivery from deep, in terms of driving with the ball, having some shots. Um, is there no way you think that could be the answer? If I'm honest, I'm just asking so that when we line up with a back three, I don't just feel like shit in minute one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the only thing is Kovacic may be injured as well. So, again, if we're, we're without Kovacic, we're without Kante, and we might need Mount to play as part of the attack, it might be a thing where, actually, we know Reese James can play as part of the midfield three, but I don't want him at right wing back. The only reason why I don't want him at right wing back is because I saw him at right wing back at Lille. That's my only evidence of seeing that right wing back, and it didn't work. Um, I thought he stunk. It was a poor game, and he, he felt very high. I hear you. But then, yeah. you know, it was early. He was only back from injury. I hear you. I, hear you. And I could be wrong, but just going off that one piece of evidence in this crucial game, I don't want to risk it when actually he's doing a good job at right back. Now, the only thing is, the last game he played at right back, even though he had a good game, he had a great game, but they were getting in on that side a lot. Um, and I feel, yeah, I I feel like they probably purposely did that to try and overload getting behind. But like I said, man, I just felt like that was by not so much a weakness of his him because, like you said, William Williams on his conspiracy thing. I was seeing this guy pick <laughs> up the ball, Reese James. Yeah, William standing in front of him back to goal. There's nothing. I, I hear spot. you, but that's what he's I'm spot. saying. He's got Bashuai not pinning the defender because that's not his game. There's but, nothing. 
He had no one inside really to combine with. That's not. I feel like he was forced to charge but, but, and, but and neglect the responsibilities. You, you understand my point. My point is that Reese James. That might be a similar situation in terms of Reese James knows when you know attacking wise you can contribute so much. Oh, you're, yeah, I was you're, about to say that. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna go Just, further forward. So all I'm saying is because we're gonna have people like Bergevin and and whoever he's gonna play like Lucas as counter attacking weapons, we need to think about that because it was a problem against United and. They, we can't we can't let them in. So we need someone back there that's going to be able to track those runs just in case yeah. of a counter-attack. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I do think with the three at the back, though, I do think one thing we are blessed with this time round, especially with, um, with with players like Tomori, even Christensen, um, Zuma, Rudiger, the, the one thing we do have is that they are all blistering and they are all quick that's like that's okay but what i'm saying is we need to make sure it's like when we go against 10 men and like we don't assert what um our advantage we need to assert our advantage so i feel like if you're making us if you're putting so many people at the back when actually they're not really going to have a striker there we're wasting Mm. the body in my opinion i'm like yeah let's get look we know our problem is scoring goals let's get more people that can shoot do you get what I mean? Or if Reese is going to be questioning, let's get more people that are going to be able to convert. Yeah, because if we can see the header against flipping Mora or... Then the game's uh, done because we can't score. Gonna be pissed off, bro. Yeah. Like, no, I'm, I don't want to be the one to break it to you, Dan, but the back three thing is likely because we ain't got any other fucker fit. Um, <laughs> nah, in terms of the next couple of weeks then, let's say... Uh, they, they're saying uh, Tammy's a maybe... But again, I don't like maybe he's in this squad because it means he's out for another two weeks later on. Yeah. Let's just say no Tammy, no Hudson. Uh, Christensen will be fit. No Tammy, no Hudson, no Pulisic. Um, they that anyway, innit? They're not, they're yeah. not fit for Tottenham. So let's let's say that. But Shuai, I'm going to assume, is not going to be trusted with a start after Monday, <laughs> whether it be confidence or, or performance. Who, yeah. who knows? Let's say we don't have that forward four. What is it that you try to do against Spurs and who with? So I play Giroud. 2020 has presented its share of challenges, and some of us are taking a hard look at our future. Can you imagine owning your own business? As an Amerispec franchise owner, you can have more security and control over your future and be there for your community with an essential service year-round. You could join the most recognized brand and home inspection services, Amerispec, and provide peace of mind to home buyers. With low startup costs and excellent operational support, you can be a business for yourself, but not by yourself. Learn more at join.amerispec.com slash podcast. Um, up top, and then I play flanking him, Mount and Conspiracy. I'll probably play William, even though I don't want to. If not William, Pedro. But I feel like, yeah, so even it might be Pedro. It might be Mount and Pedro. Um, I think that Giroud, we have to understand that he, even though he's there for crosses, he likes to come and play and he likes to do hold up. So actually, the fact that Giroud is playing probably means we need more shooters, which is why I definitely play Barkley. Now, I know everybody's kind of frustrated with Barkley, and, but I think at this point, because I think Barkley's similar to Batshuayi. Yeah, I'm not frustrated with him because he's doing exactly what I expect. I hear you, I hear you. But shit. I hear you. But what I'm saying is, like, what I don't like about the Stamford Bridge crowd is, like, they can affect our players. And, and I think Barkley's another one of those ones where groans come really quickly. However, I will still play him because I feel like we need shooters. So I feel like having Barkley, Mount and a Pedro there, we've got three people that like to shoot on. Like, they're the only ones... 
I think all out of all of our players, in terms of scoring goals from outside the box, I think Mount, Barkley and Pedro, I can see them shooting regularly from outside the box too. And so I think surrounding Giroud by those players, and Giroud's still a goal for it, but he's obviously just, he's not, um, he's not obsessed with scoring. Now, obviously now, because he's obviously got his chance to kind of get his groove back, he might be a bit more obsessed with scoring. But I think that front four, at least, I can say, okay, we're going to get some shots off on goals and maybe on target too. So I have that. Now, if you've got that front four, you'll need the base. So I'd have, obviously, Jorginho and then Touchwood, uh, Kovacic can play. If it's not Kovacic, then I don't even know who we've got in terms of a defensive midfielder, but another defensive midfielder next to him there. Just to kind of... So that, that defensive midfielder will, will help in terms of any counter-attacks or whatever. Then obviously, Reese James... Um, I would play probably as P2 um, just because he's a bit more like he gets in tackles. I know Jermaine said that he doesn't really rate him going forward. But yeah, at this point, like I still kind of appreciate the fact that he gets touched tight and he actually commits. Whereas Emerson, too many times, he doesn't commit to tackles. And then um, center back, I, I don't know, free fall because no one's in form. Like everything's been juggled up. So, I mean, take your pick, roll the dice in it and then play whoever lands. Jermaine. Jermaine, let's say Dan, Dan's team, lovely on paper, doesn't work. We lose, lost to United, lost to Spurs. The points by that point, I think, will be uh, Sheffield United could win on the weekend. We could be looking at 6th, 7th by the end of the weekend and then humbling by Bayern Munich. What then? Is it, is it, admit it's a transition season, go for youth? Is it, completely changed to a conservative style of play is it the what was the unthinkable in that potentially Uncle Goose I mean I'm not expecting it but you never know what is what is the extent that Lampard's blessings as Joe calls him or luck <laughs> really really runs out to the point where the spotlight is on him I don't think the crowd are going to turn having seen the the reaction he gets there that's, that's not really a given but at what point do the club get concerned? There's rumblings that they're not too happy with the Kepa situation. They're not too happy with Giroud um, just being completely ostracised and being put under pressure to find a move for him, even though it's not really one that they they wanted. Where And Lampard's body language, a few people have sort of said it, is poor. Where How bad can this period get, let alone the season? Oh, mate, I think it would be a bit harsh to... to to feel any kind of way after the the Bayern Munich game, to be honest with you, I think they'll be. A, they'll, I think they'll be pissed off if they if they don't get something from this game against Tottenham. So I think that will that will leave a bit of a sour taste in the board's mouth. I, I reckon, but like in terms of Bayern, I don't think they'll expect much from that. After that, I feel like I think I think they're just gonna. I think Lampard's just gonna hope for the best and probably just carry on with the youth and hope that you know they start putting away some of these chances because I can't really see him changing anything else even if he brings brings in some of the old guard like you said with Pedro he's a little bit off the pace even when he is on the pitch like Giroud cool he had a little like he had a decent little cameo against United but he could still have a couple shockers if he plays afterwards as well it's not a given that he's going to come in and and improve us so I feel like Lampard just has to stick with what he's doing for now 
and I don't think he's really going to be judged at all, like properly. I think the, the board are more disappointed that they're dropping out of the top four because they've they've got a little taste of our. We've got a chance of getting top four, but I think deep down they know that we 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 can't. I don't I don't think we're in the running for top four really, and nobody really thought that at the beginning of the season either. Do you see what I'm saying? So well, yeah. Well, we go into this weekend in our in our fake fourth. Um, if all results do go the wrong way, uh, if I'm not wrong, we could be seventh by the end of the weekend, two points off Wolves and Everton. Yeah, but what uh, I was going to say is, last year, I think, I know it's a different team, but bear with me in it, but last season, I think everybody was talking about top four and I think we had it for a bit and then we dropped out of it and then, like, all of a sudden, the pressure was off us. Like, it wasn't, nobody was expecting Chelsea to get top four. They were talking about Europa League and how we were sticking to that, and nobody was talking about us getting top four. And because the pressure was off us, we were just playing our own game, and we managed to sneak back in there eventually. So I think one of the best things for Lampard might actually be to drop out of it, kind of Mm. get the spotlight off of him for a bit, and off the team, yeah, and let everybody think, oh, yeah, Chelsea are done now, they're out of it. But Jermaine, Jermaine, do you know what happened last season? Last season, like, I think with Sari, Sari was stubborn with his way and then yeah. there was a sea change where it seemed like either because remember Hudson wasn't playing but we, we yeah. learned we learned that the board forced him to play and I and I remember there was a sea change because Loftus Cheek started starting Emerson started starting Hudson started. Up. Yeah. yeah so that it was actually something that changed to kind of instigate that rising form we are yeah. we, we are sinking and we're, we're sinking fast now and every, this concern for me is if, if you look at the fixtures these were the two games where Chelsea and Lampard really could decide their own fate. If you if you kept that bridge, that buffer, yeah, uh, sorry, not bridge, that buffer between ourselves and Spurs, you at least had that cushion. We play Everton and Wolves, but we almost have everything to lose, nothing to gain from those games. Apart from apart from Sheffield United and those two games. No other fixture is against a direct rival, and we have to place uh, face Liverpool and City, uh, Liverpool in crunch time. So I think that's my biggest concern in that these two games are a massive opportunity to just yeah. control our controllables. Yeah, and and, and I, I don't I don't see how top four stays a possibility yeah. or a reality without at least getting three points out yeah. of six. And I, I I can't. I really thought that there would have been lessons learned against United yeah, and that we'd come away with a result there. And I, I just think yeah. that uh, the season gets terminal if, if we come away with 100%. no points. It's, it's no ment- mentally, it was so important to keep that gap. But also, going back to last season, where, when it clicked, it, we, found, we found a formation. We found a personnel that fit the formation. There's been so many moving parts. I can't envisage Lampard settling on an 11 at this point. And the fact that I can't envisage that, I can't envisage, envisage us finding form. Now, the, like I even see us doing transfers early, Isaac, and this us making transfers early might become even more important because it could get to the point that we descend so much where Lampard's position at Chelsea becomes questioned, where then our targets start thinking, oh, actually... Is that is that a place that I want to go to? It's an unstable landing spot. A hundred percent. So like there's there's actually so much at there's so much riding on this, and I think that um, that it's not helping that we've got so many big games because I'm sure like Lampard is sitting up thinking 
what do I do? There, there's so many, there's so many questions. Like, well, I think someone, someone, uh, someone put it really well when I was talking to them about Chelsea recently, where they were having a moan what they were about to, and then they just said, "To be honest, I don't know where to start," and exactly. that, that does seem to be the issue. And I think, exactly. I think, um, I think, yeah, I think uh, this is this is a real potential to slip, but it's just crazy to me how. <laughs> what seems such a transitional season and, and relatively pressure free mm-hmm. with yeah. the youth revolution only a few months ago could feel like the biggest missed opportunity in in a while with all the goodwill that was garnered with this Sancho move that apparently we're still in contention for although you man need no reminding that I don't think that's happened in a million years uh, with this war chest that Bruce Buck kind of winked and nodded at with with the Lampard feel good factor with, uh, with all of that stuff it, it seems to be in a really precarious situation. Just to finish off, Jermaine, I'm going to give you the last word and you are going to tell me the silver lining and the positive thing I'm going to grip to for the next 10 days, seven days of the season. <laughs> oh, mate. Just because I can't have people going outside when they listen to this. It's, we're at an hour, we're at an hour mm-hmm. and 10-ish or less, an hour and a bit. And uh, I just realised there ain't been a lot of cause for optimism. No, nah, I need you to just end it on something nice. No, nah, I reckon, due to the fact that Lampard does struggle with options, I think one thing that might be okay for... Well, positive like, is that we're really injured. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like that, but, like, <laughs> I think the Jorginho Kovacic thing, and, I, and I'm not sure, like, what Kovacic is, um, what is, what is uh, fitness is that, but... In terms of Kovacic and Jorginho, I do think them them two getting together in the midfield again, it might be a positive for us going into a few games. Mm. Um, if they can strike up that partnership again, I think we do still control games well with them two in the middle. Um, in terms of the back four, I think, to be fair to Christensen, he did have up Martial for the majority of that game until the goal, and that was after the knock. So I don't think it was all bad in terms of like even how we defended. Because I look at like the goals that we conceded. I mean, we were the better side. Yeah. Like, yeah real. But the problem is now I'm I'm past being the better side. I'm yeah, no, I hear that. I hear every metric but the score and I'm past yeah. being XG. okay in certain phases only yeah. to just be naive. It's like a youth team. It's yeah. mad. You yeah. look good. You look pretty. There's, yeah. there's these We create the most chances. <laughs> We've got high XG and all that bullshit. <laughs> Bruv, we're losing every other game. I, I think as well, apart from the Tottenham game, like they obviously they got injuries as well. I think we I, I think we can pick up three points for that game, but I, I also think as well with the Bayern game, I don't think it's as bad as what people think it's going to be. I think they might play into our hands as well. To be fair, I, I don't think I think Bayern Munich disrespecting us hard at the moment, and I think they'll look at our squad now as well, and I, they might even get complacent. So I think. With 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 that game, it will be it will be interesting to see how they come at us because even as bad as we have been in terms of being clinical and that, I do think that if you play an open game with us as well, I think we can. I, do, I still think we can hurt teams. So yeah, we will just have to see what happens. Depends what Willian shows up in it. So we might get Ronaldinho, or we might get. I just want to end something. Due for a silver lining. And after a lot of good stuff, you've ended with 
Yeah, we're relying on William. I don't. William's not going, man. Done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. ten, bro. You have to back him. Well, listen. Anyway, listen. I mean, it's a big, it's a big part of the season. Um, we'll see what happens on the weekend. We're back same time next week, uh, Friday morning, Thursday night, late, late, late release. Uh, by the time we would have next recorded this, boy, we could either be uh, deeper into the abyss or have a whole new outlook. That's how key this period is. Um, Kovacic, from from what me looking at, it doesn't seem like there's too big a fitness concern. Tammy's a maybe. Uh, Maybe Lampard will turn a corner at Cobham and find Fikayo Tomori, Fikayo Tomori, then chilling somewhere. So, boom, there's there's, there's hope. There's hope. Um, boys, thanks so much. Thanks so much for the time this week. Um, and we'll see what, what version of us turns up on the weekend and, and in midweek against Munich. Right, nice one. Support for this episode is brought to you by Mrs. Myers. A delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything we make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived ingredients, our cleaning products work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. So bring a little bit of the outside inside your four walls and bask in the wonder of a garden from the comfort of home. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Shop now at mrsmyers.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.